it's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This Week in Music History with Marty Miller. Hello there and welcome to our first podcast of 2023. Happy New Year to you, if it's not too late to say so. And if it is too late to say so, I apologise for being a knob and saying Happy New Year when it's too late to say so. So a little bit of time travel then. This Week in Music History, we go back to 2016 for a farewell to Lemmy, the Motorhead frontman's funeral this week in 2016. Also to 1964 and a song under investigation by the FBI. Why? And it was goodbye to Ronnie Spector, one year gone this week. This week in music history, a week in less than 10 minutes. Rosemary Clooney is George Clooney's aunt and in 1955 she had a rather big song out but the song was banned on a heap of radio stations in the United States. Why? Because, quote, it did not reach the standards of good taste. This one. If he was still with us he'd be 60 years in the big seat. Well, actually, it's a rather small throne. In 1963 this week, drummer Charlie Watts joined the Rolling Stones after leaving a band called Blues Incorporated and his job working as a graphic designer. When I was asked to turn up up the road to rehearse, the Rolling Stones was another band to me. And it was going to last like the others, three months or a year. And in later years, Charlie saw his job as... Sitting at the back moaning about things. In 2016... The world paid tribute to Motorhead frontman Lemmy at his funeral in Los Angeles. A whole heap of people spoke at the funeral. One of those was Dave Grohl. There's not enough time for me to tell you how much Lemmy meant to me and all of the amazing experiences that I had with him. In 1956, Elvis Presley made his first recordings for RCA Records in Nashville. One of those songs recorded at that time was Heartbreak Hotel, and it still sounds great. In 2013, the world said goodbye to Claude Nobbs, the founder and general manager of the Montreux Jazz Festival. He died at age 76. He'd go on to live forever in Deep Purple's song Smoke on the Water, Funky Claude. Here from Deep Purple is Roger Glover. The true nature of Claude, which is just very generous with his time, caring and concerned about other people more than himself. I mean, the fire was raging and he was worried about us, you know, and every time we've done Montreux ever since, Claude's been, you know, the presence, the huge presence, and like an old friend. So it is very strange to be here without him. He was a lovely man. It was also this week in 2016 that we lost, oh my goodness, I still can't believe it really, David Bowie died from liver cancer. Dublin man Jerry Leonard played with David Bowie, in fact was his musical director for quite some time. Well, he in 2016 was in quite the shock. I... I it was almost like I couldn't take it in, you know. Um, the odd thing is, uh, we just did this, I just took part of this Dublin Bowie Festival over the weekend, mm. and I played him a solo show last night, and I played Loving the Alien, which was a song that I did with him in Carnegie Hall, and yeah. we ended up doing it as a duo. And uh, to hear the news 
this morning was it was just uh, I'm still kind of reeling from it. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This week in music history, the podcast. In 1964, Louie Louie by the Kingsman was number one in the charts in the States, but for a little while it was banned by a handful of radio stations. Why? Because nobody could make out the lyrics. Even the FBI investigated the song but finally said that they could find nothing wrong. It was just recorded really badly. Speaking of recording stuff, in 1967, the Jimi Hendrix Experience recorded Purple Haze at Delane Lee Studios in London. Purple Haze was Jimi's dream that he had had about walking under the sea. Jimi's engineer and longtime friend... We started off, the first studio we went in with Jimi was Delane Lee, which was a small studio in Holborn with a bank above it and had one of the first computerised systems and every time we started playing in there, we'd had trouble with the computers in the bank, so I had to find somewhere else where I could make a noise. We started working very early, I think in January of 67. The first track we worked on was uh, Purple Haze. Yeah, the great asset of Olympic was it seems as if you could play louder than other studios had been in. Uh, it had a big studio floor. It was a, it was, it was a little cinema. And in 1973, it was confirmed that the new Rolling Stones tour of that year in Japan had been cancelled despite record-breaking ticket sales. Mick Jagger had been banned from entering Japan because of a drugs conviction. Mind you, he got there a few years later and got to use his Japanese. OK, we're going to slow things down just a little bit. This Week in Music History, the podcast. In 1977 this week, EMI Records issued a statement saying it felt unable to promote the Sex Pistols records in view of the adverse publicity generated over the past couple of months in 77. Here's a lad who worked in the press office in EMI at the time. Now I've, I've rung up to complain about the Sex Pistols, this kind of voice. These disgusting young people are absolutely horrible. How can anybody sign something like that? It's an absolute disgrace. It's not even as if they're clever. I found that annoying that she said it's not even as if they're clever. I said, well, why should they be? I said, actually, if you listen to those lyrics, they are quite clever. It's artistic. She said, no, it's not. They're not in um, equity. I'm in equity and I'm going to get all my members. I said, well, they're probably not even, the mus- even in the Musicians' Union, but it doesn't matter. In 2013 this week, the 1974 Roller, used by Freddie Mercury until his death in 1991, was sold at auction for 74 grand. Mind you, at the time, it was a little controversial. Could he afford this? And Freddie upstaged everybody by arriving in his brand new Roller, which we also felt he couldn't probably afford. Freddie insisted that we sign the contracts, all of us together, in the back of his roller because this was the first roles he'd ever owned. Finally, this week last year, Ronnie Spector dies at the age of 78. The voice of the Ronettes and ex of crazy man Phil Spector. It was 
great, you know, the Eddie Money song that got me back as far as the public was concerned. And I would do shows with Eddie, and then we would do TV shows, too. But, you know, because I couldn't sing my hits, I had to sing sort of in the background. I still love the song. One year on from losing Ronnie Spector, she reminiscing on that Eddie Money, Take Me Home Tonight, which, of course, she sung backing vocals on. Marvellous. Finally, actually, no, not finally, I've got another couple of bits for you. 1967, this week, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr went to watch Jimi Hendrix play in London. A million years later on stage, Paul recalled that situation. The biggest tribute he ever paid us as the group, the Beatles, we had released Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band on the Friday. Two days later, on the Sunday, he'd learned it and he opened his show with it. And finally, finally for this week, in 1968, Johnny Cash recorded the famous live album at Folsom Prison. 2,000 inmates in that California jail and that iconic intro. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And that is a look at This Week in Music History. My name is Marty Miller. Thanks a lot for checking out our podcast. There's another one for you next week, funnily enough. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast.